Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, without a doubt, I am your host, John June. And of course, got to have my my guy, Greg Penniman, here with me. Greg, what's good, man? Chilling, yo. Doing doing right well. Uh, about to get into week eight. Uh, getting excited. Again, um, basically halfway through the fantasy regular season. Like, it's uh, 14 weeks now. Uh, so, we, this, we passed the halfway point. This would be the start of it. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I don't know what was going on, but my mute button wouldn't unmute me. But yeah, yeah, man. I mean, halfway through it, just about. So you know, like well, more than halfway through. Right? Yeah, so that week seven, we have fourteen games. Yeah. So uh, you got to get into those into those playoffs. You got to get those wins. You got to start racking them up. Like I like to say, got to go one and zero every week, man. It's it's a new week. What you got to do whatever you got to do to get a win. And so, hopefully, that's coming here, kicking it with us for. Hopefully less than an hour, uh, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever, whatever your flavor is. Just make sure you're here kicking it with us and make sure you hit subscribe and hit that notification bell and whatnot. So you can get all all the news about when me and Greg pop up on this feed with some heat. So yes, that being said, let's let's jump into these week eight matchups. You know how it goes. We're going to break these 1 p.m. games down. You want to hear the 4 p.m. in the primetime games, you got to come back here tomorrow for that, along with those starts of the weekend I get money. So, that being said, let's jump right into the matchups, man. This first game, the 1-6 Miami Dolphins traveling to Buffalo to take on the 4-2 Buffalo Bills. This is a 49.5-point total where the Bills are 13.5-point favorites. Uh, in terms of weather, most of the games are actually good this weekend. Uh, there's a little bit of rain. Nothing too windy, but there is some rain in this game. Um, Nothing to be concerned about again. But in terms of injuries on the Buffalo side, Dawson Knox, he is the tight end who's enjoying a breakout season. He's out with a broken hand. Uh, So that's going to be obviously a blow to the Buffalo side. Uh, Believe they will manage, though. But on the Miami side, Malcolm Brown, he's on IR. Uh, so, you know, he, he'll he miss this, the, you know, the, well, at least three weeks. I think, you know, I think he'll be out for the season here. I think it might have been season ending. I'm not entirely sure. But Devontae Parker, he was limited in practice with a hamstring injury. So, Greg, that being said, where are you going with this matchup? I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Bills to cover. I'm going to take the Bills to win. Uh, Bills is playing like one of the best teams in football, just, you know, handling opponents every week. Uh, on Miami side, I'm not really too crazy about a lot of the Dolphins pieces, except Jalen Waddle and Mike Isecki, uh, Mike Isecki being a low and tight in one, uh, Waddle being wide receiver three territory for me. Uh, I am liking, you know, good news about Miles Gaskin. One, Malcolm Brown is out. Uh, he's on IR for, uh, you know, so that is one thing. He got a season high of carries in week seven, uh, 15. Uh, he's still running a solid number of routes, um, but the, the matchup is really tough, so. Uh, I think he can give you a low end RB2 week for PPR leagues. I think they are not going to test him with the run. They're probably going to throw Miles Gaskin the ball, and he's their best running back receiver they have. So uh, on the Buffalo side, Josh Allen, QB1, top five play. Uh, Diggs is in the smash spot here. Uh, I think if, especially if he sees a lot of Byron Jones, uh, Xavier Howard probably was switching on him a little bit, but not afraid of the matchup. 
Uh, with Dawson Knox being out, I think that favors Cole Beasley probably the most. Um, <clears throat> getting those targets, I think he has wide receiver two upside and definitely wide receiver three. Getting those wide receiver two upside, he finally bounced back uh, the week before the bye. Yeah, I'm. Did you say anything on the Miami side? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, no. Sorry, yeah. you did. You you went off on Gaskin. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna take the over here. Actually, I'm gonna take Buffalo to cover. Taking Buffalo to win. Uh, in regards to you know the Miami side, it's shorter, so I'll start there. Uh, Gasecki, Jalen Waddle. Um, I do like your points on Gaskin though. The the backfield seems to be obviously with Malcolm Brown not in it. There's more opportunities for him. He has been getting some of that workload, too. And obviously, we know he's one of the top targets out of the backfield. So I'm I'm definitely OK with him as a, you know, an RB2, RB3 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, upside for more. But I think that, you know, his his role probably uh, gets a little bit safer as the season progresses in terms of the amount of volume that he could see on a week to week basis on the Buffalo side. I think Josh Allen is the is, you know, the QB one, the QB one this week. Uh, yeah. The matchup is great. He always yeah. lights up uh, Miami too. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think it's too good, and and I think I'm with you, man. Diggs, I like him as as a wide receiver one, potentially the wide receiver. Uh, well, Cooper Cup. So, but Cup. you know, <laughs> a top the top two, top three wide receiver on the week. I also think Emmanuel Sanders, who's been playing really well. I think he's a, a wide receiver one option this week. This matchup is really, really good for these Buffalo wide receivers and this Buffalo passing game. Uh, and, you know, Cole Beasley, I love your points there about Dawson Knox. I think that opens up some targets in the middle of the field there for him. Uh, so I think he definitely gets a bump and the matchup is good. Uh, and then Zach Moss, I think, you know, favorable game script, 13 and a half point favorites at sure. home. Uh, I think he's in RB2 territory, especially with how bad Miami has been against running backs. Yeah, Miami's just been bad uh, against everybody, everything. <laughs> Every- um, all right, moving on to this next matchup, also 1 p.m. We've got the 3-4 and four Carolina Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the 3-3 three and three Atlanta Falcons. 46-point total. Falcons are three-point favorites. This game is in a dome, so don't worry about the weather. In terms of injuries, Atlanta is okay. Uh, Stephon Gilmore, newly acquired uh, cornerback for Carolina. He's dealing with a quad injury, so it's questionable as to whether – he will play this week. Uh, in terms of the the matchup here, uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. Going to take Atlanta to win here. I think Matt Ryan is firmly in QB, QB1 territory for me. Um, I think Pitts continues his ascension. He's probably arrived already as a tight end one. Sir. Uh, I think the conversation needs to be how soon will he will he you know, take that throne as the tight end one. Uh, But anyway, uh, Calvin Ridley, a wide receiver two, I think with wide receiver one upside, I think we just probably have to adjust expectations a little bit, not necessarily just for Calvin Ridley. I think Matt Ryan has not been playing as well this season. The deep ball hasn't, has not necessarily been there. And so nothing wrong with that. Calvin Ridley, I think it's a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside. Uh, And then Cordell Patterson, an RB two with that weekly, RB1 yes, on the Carolina side, Chuba Hubbard, he's got to be an RB1 this week, man. Yeah. I, like Matt Rule, what are you doing? You <laughs> you said you want to run the ball more. You come out and you don't run the ball. And then you say you lament not running the ball more. Just hand the ball to Chuba Hubbard. I get it. He's not CMC, but we'll take 75 to 80% of it. So 
Uh, the matchup here is nice. I, I think he just needs some opportunities here for Hubbard. And then DJ Moore, he's a wide receiver too, but he could easily be a wide receiver one. We know that. Um, Darnold has played poorly, so some of that is on him. Uh, but if Darnold could play better, uh, the matchup is good here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if if DJ Moore ends up in wide receiver one territory. And, and you know, don't be surprised if, if Darnold is able to turn it around. Uh, I'm just probably not betting on it this week. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Atlanta to cover. I'm going to take Atlanta to win. Uh, on Carolina side, yeah, Sam Sam Donald has been pretty horrible of late, but he's in that QB2 territory for me uh, just because it's going to be a high-scoring game. There will be opportunities. Uh, both these teams run a high number of plays. Uh, so I do like Sam Donald slightly. Um, DJ Moore, I think he's in a beautiful matchup. Expect If Donald's going to do well, majority of his production is going to go to, to DJ Moore. Uh, Trooper Hubbard. I got him as an RB2, but I do have him as with some RB1 upside because the matchup is really good, and hopefully Matt Rule's <clears throat> emphasis on running the ball actually sticks. Um, but on Atlanta side, continue to fire. Matt Ryan uh, is a low in QB1 right now. He's playing much better uh, after those first couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, continue to fire him up, uh, especially because Carolina's rush defense is just really good. So they definitely want to p- put it in the air. Cordell Patterson, he's a low in RB1, wide receiver one, how you want to ever put it. Uh, back-to-back weeks with 14 carries. He's running at least 26 routes in the last two games. Uh, yeah, continue to fire him up. Kyle Pitts, love him in this matchup as well. And, uh, yeah, I'm still a fan of Ridley. I think I agree with you on that assessment. Uh, I think he's still a buy low candidate if you can get that, though. Yeah, definitely think he, you know, and I'm glad that you said that because I definitely think he's still a buy low. Uh, I think we just have to adjust expectations. Yeah. Like you're not buying low on a wide receiver that's going to finish as a top three, top five wide receiver that we maybe thought when the season started or before Mm. it started. But I think he's still a guy can finish in that wide receiver 12 to 16 range Mm. and still have some wide receiver one weeks. Um. Moving on to this next matchup, man, we've got the two and five Philadelphia Eagles traveling to to Motown to take on the 0 and seven Detroit Lions. This is a 48 point total. The Philadelphia Eagles are three and a half point favorites there. In terms of this, the weather here, this game's in a dome, so I don't need to worry about that. But in terms of injuries, DeAndre Swift obviously has he's on uh he's dealing with that groin injury so he'll be a limited participant in practice tj hawkinson he's limited as well with a knee and the ankle and then jamal williams he was limited participant with the thigh so greg where are you at in terms of this matchup here i'm going also the over in this game detroit lions to cover but i'm taking the eagles to win it's gonna be a close game uh but I do like on Philly side, you already know, hurt season, QB1 season continues. Uh, Detroit should make him look good before the fourth quarter, hopefully. So uh, that should be uh, nice for his uh, season-long uh, outlook. Kenneth Gainwell, I guess the obvious bump, of course, because of the Miles Sanders injury um, in the receiving role for sure. But I think he has some some low in RB2 value. Uh, I'm not touching the Boston Sky and Jordan Howard. They'll probably split carries. Um, so it would be pretty tough for me to trust any of them in, in any formats. But if you want to speculative ad, if you're desperate for a running back right now, Jordan Howard could be in, in play down the line while Miles Sanders is hurt. Dallas Goddard, tied in one for me. And Devontae Smith, his target share and his AR share is still very healthy. Uh, he's getting a 23% target share. Uh, I think he's a lock for a top 24 play here uh, in the solid matchup. I think he, he gets this bounce back. On Detroit side, you already know, Swift and Hawkinson, both top five options at their position. Uh, and your guess is as good as mine for this 
complimentary receiver is Khalif Raymond one week. It's Amon Ross St. Brown another week. I'm not really going to trust either of them. Plus, Philly's been pretty good against outside receivers so far. So, yeah, I'm not touching that. Yeah, man, I'm going to take the over here. Uh, I'm, I actually think I'm going to take Detroit to cover, man. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Detroit to win. Ooh. I really do. <laughs> It's cra- I mean, look, it's just this the way I think it is, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but, but I think this actually this game will be a lot of fun. Like, yes, yeah. I feel like it will sure. be a lot of fun because you combine the like Detroit like trying to be in every game that they play, and Philadelphia like fighting <laughs> like tooth and nail in the fourth <laughs> quarter to to stay in every game that they play. I think that mm-hmm. that combination right there. Will lead us to a good game here. Uh, so I, I, again, I like. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I think there could be a lot of fancy points on, you know, for the Detroit side. DeAndre Swift has a wonderful matchup this week. T.J. Hawkinson also has a wonderful matchup this week. So both of these guys are, you know, in in top option of their positions territory mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and then, I, I, you know, I agree with you. It's you know, it's hard to guess who the number two option is. It seems like based on the way it's trended over the last three weeks, that it is Khalif Raymond. So if I had to choose one, that's probably the one that I would go with. But I'm right. staying away from Jared Goff, no matter how good this matchup is uh, or how good I think it is for his weapons. I don't want to, right. to play Same. Jared Goff. Um, but on the Philly side, Jalen Hurts, I I totally agree with you. I think Detroit can can stink, stink it up enough on a defensive side of the ball for for the first three quarters to allow <laughs> Jalen Hurts to uh to have some some fantasy production there and potentially end up with a top three finish this week. And then Devontae Smith, your assessment was totally perfect, man. I mean, he's the air yards are there, the yeah. target share is yeah. there. Everything that's everything tells you he should be a good play. Yeah. Until you play him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh... So, I, I mean, I'm still going to play him. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's crazy because I, I don't have much of any Devontae Smith, so I don't feel the pain that it, that that others may feel when they put him in their lineup and they're expecting double-digit points and they go mm-hmm. and they check, and it's like seven and a half points or something like that. Yep. Uh, but I'm still going to play him, uh, especially if the matchup is good for Jalen Hurts from a passing perspective. Um, Dallas Goddard, tight end one. Uh, if Miles and I, I don't know why I failed to reach to read off the Philadelphia side, but you know if Miles Sanders can't play. Uh, you know if he is playing, he's probably in my lineup just because the matchup is so good. But if he's not playing, Kenneth Gainwell is probably where I'm going to go. Boston Scott was also involved last week too, so um, you know had had a couple goal line carries. So be mindful of his involve his potential involvement as well too. Moving on to this next game here, we got the four and two Tennessee Titans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the three and four Indianapolis Colts. Fifty-one point total. Titans playing a one and, or Titans are one and a half point favorites. This game is in a dome, so no worry about the weather. In terms of injuries, T.Y. Hilton he's limited with that quad. Tennessee is okay on that front. And in terms of the matchup here, taking the over, taking Tennessee to cover, taking Tennessee to win. Uh, on the Indy side. I got two words, FJT. That's Sir, really, it's really please, it's just please. FJT. This is the game, yo. This like, is the game. <laughs> like we said, man, the the example is there on the other side with Derrick Henry. Just yep. give 
JT the ball. I was going back, honestly, Greg, because we were talking about Marlon Mack yesterday. And I was going back. I looked at the, the game logs. Like, Marlon Mack had a 25-carry game, 29-carry game. Oh, like, Yo, what's going like, on why here? Like, why get this for JT, man? I don't, yeah, I don't understand. It's not like they're throwing know. the ball crazy. So, like, yeah. But, hey, man, if you're going to throw it, though, keep throwing it to my man, Michael Pittman. Yes, sir. A wide receiver one for me this week. Uh, Carson Wentz, borderline quarterback one for me this week as well. Uh, and the Mo, Mo Alley Cox, definitely in streaming territory, has been getting it done in that in that realm. So continue to roll him out there. For the Tennessee side, uh, give me the triplets. And, yes, I'm talking about Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. Um, I, th- I think they all can finish as top options at their positions. Julio Jones probably lands in a low-end t- wide receiver two territory for me. Um, but – you know, I think that's pretty much it on the Tennessee side. That offense is really so concentrated that I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm not really trying to attach myself to too much of it on the outside of those top four options. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Titans to cover. I'm going to take the Titans to win. Um, yeah, it's t- Tennessee just seems to find a way to win uh, coming down the stretch. Uh, both these teams also run a lot of plays, so I like that. Um, on the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry. Yeah, he's ranked as my RB1 on the week. Uh, A.J. Brown, wide receiver one season, is back. He's got two straight games with at least seven receptions as well. Uh, so he's get, he's getting a lot of catches. Over the last three games, uh, Tennessee is last in pass plays. So Tannehill, I think he's going to have a solid week. I think his like upside, QB1 upside is a little cap. But the matchup is really good. But, I just, you know, they, they think they feel like they trust Henry more, get him all close to 30 carries as they usually try to do. Uh, on Indy side, the matchup is also great for Wentz. Uh, they're, they're both Indy and Tennessee have been actually not throwing it too much. So, yeah, they, they just need to feed JT. Uh, that's what they really need to do. I think I have him as a top five RB play. Michael Pittman, he's in a great matchup. When Wentz is going to throw the ball, yep, it's got to be the Michael Pittman. Uh, Tennessee's giving up the most receiving yards per game to the wide receivers. Uh, no Hilton again. So the tight ends, Mo Ali Cox, if you're in desperate for a tight end, I think he's a tight end two option as well and Zach Pascal in some deeper formats. Definitely, man, definitely. Uh, moving on to this next matchup, man, we've got the 6-1 and one L.A. Rams traveling to Houston to take on the 1-6 and six Houston Texans. This game is a 48-point total. The Rams are 14.5-point favorites here. This game is being played in a dome. A lot of dome games this week. I love, love it. I love it. Yes, sir. Uh, Tyrod for the Houston side, return to practice with that hamstring injury. So be, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, the LA Rams, in terms of injuries, they're okay. In terms of the game here, I'm going to take the under. Going to take the Rams to cover. Going to take the Rams to win. Brandon Cooks, David Johnson. Brandon Cooks, revenge the game. Always, always Brandon Cooks. That's us. <laughs> yeah, but the always. matchup isn't that great. I know, I know, I know. I mean, Tyra might be at- Tyrod might be back. I mean, has it mattered? <laughs> yeah, Tyrod's back. Ty- Tyrod's been play- he played well when he was in there. That no, I'm just saying he's knows. gonna he's gonna get fed these targets. So like, does it matter who the quarterback? Oh, all right. Is? I mean, if they're catchable, yes. If they are catchable, more catchable. Dig, targets. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I could I could dig that. Uh, <laughs> David Johnson, no Mark Ingram. Nah. I mean, like super deep RB three, RB four. Yeah. Ter- I guess right? if I'm, like, if I'm really desperate, you're right. If I want like no wide, no running back during the draft, <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, 
On the Rams side, as we talked about it, Cooper Cup, wide receiver one or two on the week, you know. Matthew Stafford, I have him in my notes as a wide receiver one, but that is a typo because he's a quarterback <laughs> uh, this week. I'm still treating Robert Woods, though, as a wide receiver two. Going, I mean, you know, the target share is still there. Is it the same as Cooper Cup's? No, but it's still pretty good, so I'll take it. Uh, Daryl Henderson in RB2 for me. And then Tyler Higby, I think, is a tight end one this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with the under, taking the Rams to cover, taking the Rams to win on Houston. Uh, yeah, it, it's Brandon Cooks. That's the only option I'm considering. He's wide receiver three. Got some wide receiver two upside if Tyrod could play. Like I really think Tyrod does make a, a difference with this team. Uh, I'm not trusting anyone else. Um, on the Rams side, Stafford, like him as a QB1. Expecting the bounce back for Darrell Henderson for sure uh, as a low-end RB1. Cooper Cup, agree with you. He's either the one or the two as far as rank uh, as wide receiver. Love Tyler Higby's matchup, actually. I saw an interesting tweet uh, from Pat Fitzmorris that uh, Higby's got 11 red zone targets this year, only one touchdown, uh, and the Texans are giving up the most touchdowns to tight end this year. So I think this is a good spot for Tyler Higby. Van Jefferson is a deep league dart play. He's got three touchdowns on the season. He also played 100% of the snaps last week, so uh, it's interesting. So if you're in a super deep league, you know, you could make that play. Okay. Uh, okay. Interesting, <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting tidbits there on the Rams side. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to this next game, which doesn't interest me anyway whatsoever. Greg Joey Nelson. B. <laughs> <laughs> 43 and a half. Uh, well, Sorry, the 5-2 and two Cincinnati Bengals traveling to MetLife to take on the 1-5 and five New York Jets. This is a 43.5-point total. The Bengals are 10.5-point favorites. In terms of weather, it's okay. In terms of injuries, Cincinnati's okay. On the Jets side, Corey Davis, he's limited with a hip. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, he's out with a knee. Um, Greg... Bengals are, I think I read this already, 43 and a half yeah. point. Yeah. Favorites. I'm sorry. It's just, it's you know, good. that defense mechanism. I'm trying to wipe this good. out. I know, I know, I know. This, <laughs> especially at the ahead, last week. Just give me more pain. <laughs> give me more pain, Greg. Yeah, I'm taking the under. Uh, I'm taking the Cincinnati Bengals cover. I'm take, taking the Bengals to win. Uh, I'll talk about the Jets first. You know, I do like Michael Carter. You know, he's he's definitely a weekly RB2, that territory there for him. Um. Corey Davis has a tough matchup. He also popped up uh, as limited on the practice. Uh, you know, we don't really like late ads to the to the injury report. Um, so he's seen at least five targets in every game. If he can go, he's like a low in flex, but I'm not. I'm gonna try to avoid it. I do like the potential for Elijah Moore though in this game. You know, maybe a little sighting. You know, he he's got Eli Apple. Eli Apple's pretty trash this year. Also, he got a rushing touchdown. So you know, he could be a little deep league player. Who's throwing a ball, Greg? I don't know. Joe Flacco, right? Mike Mike White, I believe. Oh, Mike White. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. He, hey, he got the Russian touchdown yes last week, so they can use him. In, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there. Uh, Cincinnati, though. Joe Burrow, QB one week. Uh, he's throwing the ball over the last three weeks. Uh, you love to see that. Uh, love the running game here. Uh, Joe Mixon has started the week potential. Uh, third in the league in rushing yards. Samaji P. Ryan, I like him as well. He's also in play. Uh, the Cincinnati should be up heavy, uh, and P. Ryan's got two straight games with at least 11 carries. Scored in the last two games as well. Jamar Chase, you already know, wide receiver one. And the 
either the Jets rush defense is really bad or the Jets corners have just been pretty decent this year. So, I mean, Higgins, I like him as well, but I probably will fade Boyd a little more. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, actually. And I think I'll probably take, like, Cole Beasley, Tim Patrick, or, like, Jerry Judy over, like, Boyd this week. Yeah, I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover, taking Cincinnati to win. Uh, let's start with the Jets side because that's the easiest side. Michael Carter, low end RB2, but that's as far as I'm going. I, I'm not touching Corey Davis between a backup quarterback, a hip injury, yeah. this future in offense. I don't think I want to attach myself <laughs> to Corey Davis. Did I just mention the matchup wasn't that great? Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. So um, on the Cincy side, yes, Greg, the Joe Mixon – Start of the week potential here. Yeah. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan definitely think you could play him. There's a combination that you you asked a question about. It's either the Jets are you know have really good corners or they're really bad run defense. I think it's a combination of things. They have not been great at stopping the run. Uh, teams have been running the ball at them. Their corners. Uh, Bryce Hall has been pretty good all year. Yeah. Uh, as Michael Carter in the slot's been pretty good too. Uh, I'm not gonna shy away from Joe Burrow or 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 Jamar Chase or no. T Higgins for that for that reason, uh, because at the end of the day, they're you know the Jets give up a lot of touchdowns and whether you know that happens through the ground, you know you know to running backs or to tight ends or to whoever I think T Higgins, Jamar Chase are definitely yeah. in line to score some touchdowns there. I will stay away from Tyler Boyd though. Uh, I think he's the only guy probably not invited to the party. Because yeah. Michael Carter, uh, like I mentioned, um, Michael Carter the second, who plays in the slot. Right, right, right. He... <laughs> Forgot crazy. I got to note that out. That's crazy. That may be confused. Like, why why are we talking about Michael Carter yeah. again? <laughs> uh, Michael Carter the second, who plays corner. Uh, he's been really good in the slot, uh, holding it down there for the Jets. So, Uzama, uh, did I say it correctly? Because he was out there. He posted that video. Uzama. Okay, Uzama has a wonderful matchup as that's right, well that's right. against uh against the Jets here. Opportunity to catch a touchdown pass or two, like he did last week. Uh so yeah. With that being said, uh other than that, I'm ready to move on from this game. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's crazy though? I was actually gonna go to this game. I was gonna try to go Ooh. to this game. <laughs> Not anymore. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh Moving on to this next matchup, man. We got the three and three Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Cleveland. And the Cleveland Browns can't be three and three. This has to be a typo in my notes. Uh they're either three and four or four and three. I would yeah, definitely I think they're definitely think under five hundred. Because they haven't been winning lately. Oh, I'm gonna check I feel this. like they're four and three. I'm gonna just go four and three. Maybe Greg could fact check me in the in the meantime. But Gonna go uh, in terms of the in terms of weather. Weather is actually supposedly okay here. In terms of the injuries, Nick Chubb he was limited participant with that calf injury. Four and three. Four and three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield limited participant with a shoulder, and Pittsburgh is okay on that front. Uh, I'm going to go with the under. Oh, 42 and a half point total. Browns are three and a half point favorites. I'm going with the under here. Going Pittsburgh to cover. Pittsburgh to win. Uh, on the Cleveland side, I think it's just Nick Chubb. Like, yes. I, I mean, think that's it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> For Pittsburgh, uh, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, yeah. top options at their positions. Chase Claypool, a wide receiver, too. 
Big Ben, my stream of the week. I think he's yo, he's a quarterback one for me. I don't want to say it, say it, but I think he's a quarterback one for me. I got him ranked in my top. I'm just gonna leave it at that. I'm just gonna let you go, Greg. Uh, I'm going to take the under, taking Pittsburgh Steelers to cover. I'm gonna take Pittsburgh to win actually. Um, on Cleveland, yeah, Nick Chubb is the only like super relevant player you want. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll tell the people about like where I rank other people like Dearness Johnson. I think he slides into the top. I mean, RB three play because he could score a touchdown. Um, the receivers there, like wide receiver fours, is crazy. Like they're they're like outside the top thirty. So it's like, I mean, if you're in the deep league, you're playing them. Don't really trust the tight ends. Pittsburgh, yeah, Ben's matchup is juicy. I think I have him as a QB two. Uh, so he's you know QB fifteen range for me. Uh, Najee Harris matchup proof RB one. Deontay Johnson, you love him as a wide receiver one. His target share is close to twenty nine percent. Claypool, I like him as a low and wide receiver too. And uh, Pat Furmurf, you know, his numbers are trending up a little bit, you know, a little deep sleeper. I'm actually upset that you mentioned him before. Because <laughs> I've been talking about him for like two weeks now. <laughs> like off air, but go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, his numbers are trending up. Uh, I think he's got value. He's had a season high snap chair, routes and target last week. I added him in my 16 team league. So I think he's a tight end two right now territory, but he, he was. Put some tight some some tight end one weeks at the, before the end of the season. If you're in tight end two territory, you're basically in tight end one territory. True, that's true because you can <laughs> score a touchdown and that makes you a tight end one. So you're right, yeah. He's no, relevant. Move, definitely somebody I like has seven caught seven of seven targets uh, last in his last game had the bye and as we say, yep, yep. rookies yes, after the bye week. So um, yeah, I like Fire Move to have a good one this week potentially. Uh, moving on to this next matchup and the last matchup that we will cover these 1 p.m. games. The 2-4 and four San Francisco 49ers traveling to Chicago to take on the 3-4 Chicago Bears. 39.5 point total. That is a low total. Yeah. <laughs> the Niners are 3.5 point favorites. In terms of the injuries here. Or in terms of the weather, weather is okay. But in terms of injuries, Khalil Mack for the Bears is doubtful with a foot injury. On the San Fran side, Devo Samuel is limited participant with a calf injury. In terms of the game, though, Greg, what say you? I'm going to take the over only because this line is so low. I'm going to take San Fran to cover. but And I'm going to take San Fran to win. Uh, this is like the least interesting game on the slate to me. Uh, I mean... On the San Fran side, I like Eli Mitchell as a low in, in that low in RB2 territory. D-Boy Samuel, you're starting him up. You're, fi- you're firing him up for sure. And on Chicago side, I really only like Khalil Herbert. That's really about it. Um, he's an RB2, solid RB2 territory for me. I think Demi Wins is the stash until Montgomery's back, just in case uh, they decide to give Damian Montgomery a little more touches because, you know, he's he was off COVID. So I want to see how his numbers are this game as far as usage. But, yeah, that's about it. Bro, literally in my notes, <laughs> Khalil Herbert. That's it. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's bad. It's bad, I mean, yeah. You know what I was thinking? I, I had a few things go through my through my mind when I saw this line of 39 and a half, right? Mm-hmm. First, I thought, wow, that line is really low. I think I'm going to take the over. But then I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll probably take the under, which I did take the under. I'm taking the Niners to cover Niners to win. Then my immediate thought was, do they think Trey Lance is playing? No. But how low would this line be if Trey Lance was starting? 
Yeah, these are all really good thoughts. These are really good thoughts. Uh, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. real, like, how low would it be? You got Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. Like, how low would that line be? I've never seen anything lower than 39 and a half, right? 37 and a half, maybe? Like... <laughs> 37 36 30, 30. yeah yeah oh brutal oh, man, man. terrible yeah. but anyways like i said taking the under taking the Niners to cover Niners to win i khalil herbert that's it on the chicago side debo samuel and elijah mitchell that's it on, on the san Fran side. yeah that's it this game is not <laughs> interesting to me at all not a, i would rather watch the detroit philly game like yeah absolutely 100 out of 100 would yep. rather watch the detroit philly game. yep <laughs> all right man well we got it done short and sweet under an hour actually Ooh. it'll be less than that uh but anyways we appreciate y'all for listening we appreciate y'all for spending this time with us and we'll catch y'all tomorrow for these game previews part two starts of the week and get money where apparently i can't beat greg anymore so i got my streak back yes i found there's it. that <laughs> But until next time, y'all, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, we are out of here. Peace. Yes, sir. We out.